All right, welcome to Kitchen Open Late, the podcast from the back of the house. I'm Chef Frosty. I'm Chef Gwanda. So this is what we're calling the final episode of season one. Mm. The uh, the culmination of our work so far. Right. And yeah. the uh, the ushering in of something new. True that. True that. Uh, season two is going to launch on June 25th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you've been with us from the beginning, hey, thank, cool. thank you so much for like supporting us and hanging out with us and sorry for those rough early years yeah sorry the audio quality is gonna get so much better from now on <laughs> the production quality is gonna keep going up and up and hey if you like this tell your friends tell the cooks you know yeah that's that's what this is for mm-hmm. that's you know that all started because you know we used to get off work and just you know go for like a nice 1 a.m walk right usually like on the end of the night of the week yeah the last day of the week yeah like you know we got sunday off so we're going on a saturday night walk or right. something like that and you know just air the grievances like man right. this fucking sucks is this i'm so mad about this i'm upset with this and we've been doing this those types of walks for years it's true i mean it used to be like van drives and yeah and shit. yeah we used um, to do you know, just smoke smoke a bowl together and mm-hmm. shit and just bitch about work or drink. Smoke at the hookah lounge. Yeah, all that yeah. shit. And it always did sound like our weekly bitch fest, but it really, it wasn't quite that. It's, you gotta get out of your system sometimes. Yeah. And that's the whole reason we created this podcast is we want to connect with other cooks. True. You know, we want to hear all those, you know, the gross stories, the sexy, crazy stories, mm-hmm. the wild stories, the, the close calls. The customer stories. Yeah, the manager stories. Good or bad. Anything. You know, any, any, this is all about the open, honest, right. genuine back of house perspective mm-hmm. on whatever the topic of the week happens to be. Mm. And if you got questions for us, send them our way. Right. I'm uh, down to answer. So thank you for being a part of season one. Woot. Uh, looking forward to season two. Quite. Which, as I said, is on June 25th. Mm-hmm. And there's a reason for that. June 25th. Is it Juneteenth? I don't think so. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I know what Juneteenth I it is. I should. I, I just, I, I asked you about it earlier. I wanted to bring it up. It's, it's the 19th of June. 19th, that sure. makes sense, yeah. I don't know what my mother or father's birthday is. That's fair. But you don't know how old you are. <laughs> so? <laughs> I'm just saying we're not the most reliable sources <laughs> for, for every answer. For dates. Uh... <laughs> Sorry. No, it's okay. It's so true. It's so true. That's the problem. But June 25th is, if I'm not mistaken, Anthony Bourdain's birthday. Mm. And I'm sorry. You are more confident in that than your mother and father's birthday. Yes. That's fair. I know. Yes. That's fair. It's marked on my calendar. (laughs) (laughs) I have an Anthony Bourdain tattoo. Hey, you know what? More power to you. I mean, I've read his book more times than I've read any other book. Right. I think I own every book he's written. All right. A, I mean, I'm staring at three of them right now. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I'm a... Big fan? I'm a fan of Anthony Bourdain. A little bit. Uh, and I'm sure in, in a lot of ways, <laughs> I know it, hmm. he inspired the journey I'm on right now. Yes. Uh, I would definitely attest to that. He was a kindred spirit... Uh, in terms of willingness to try and explore and embrace other cultures, we have very similar backgrounds, very similar demons. Uh, so obviously today we're going to talk about him a little bit. Right. I don't know as much as you do, but I, I think with the limited knowledge that I have of him and the 
a decent amount of knowledge I have of you, I think he would be cool with our podcast, honestly. Well, I know he would. <laughs> well, you know, there we go. <laughs> I mean, Kitchen Confidential was the first thing like that. Hmm. Um, was that a podcast? No, it was a book. Ah, okay. For all those kids out there, books used to be, imagine your phone, <laughs> but you can only read one thing, and it's made out of a tree. Right. Uh, sometimes there was plastic, sometimes there was skin for the cover. It used to be a hard cover, a soft cover. The Necronomicon is made out of human skin. So Apparently. Apparently. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big Anthony Bourdain fan. Hmm. Uh, you know, White Heat by Marco Pierre White was probably the first, like, big food revolutionary book. <laughs> I'm sorry for all all our listeners out there. I'm shaking my head because he said white heat, and we have our terrible jokes that we have for each other. And <laughs> if that's not one of them, I don't know what is. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I used to remember just being a kid and just you know wanting my face pumped full of white heat. <laughs> yep, I was just taking all of that white heat into me. That's not what I meant, but that's also part of yep. it. Yep. <laughs> uh, but no, and then, you know, Kitchen Confidential, you know, basically did a similar thing. Mm. You're just like, hey, you know, it was written for cooks by a cook right. to talk about what it's like being a cook. Uh, that being said, I'm not saying I'm the next Anthony Bourdain or anything, anything near that. Sure. I'm not, you know, I don't have much talent. <laughs> I don't have uh, much capital. I'm not going to revolutionize the world culinarily probably that you know of. that i know of. Mm-hmm. uh also i feel like i'm doing a disservice by not have read Kitch Con- Ch- confidential it's okay it's hard for you to read books thanks no i mean because you're, you're not wrong. focusing on it <laughs> you're not wrong it's not because i can't read no you can read you can probably read better than me i have a real hard time reading sure i just don't have if i can find an audiobook of that i might might check that out yeah you definitely should mm-hmm. um and yeah so it was a particular challenge for me when he passed away, hmm. especially given the circumstances. Right. Um, if you'd like to see his story to get a better understanding of who he is, I recommend the movie Roadrunner. Yeah, I heard that was actually really good. It is really good. It's a documentary about his life made by people who knew him very well. Hmm. Uh, very good. Highly recommend it. Check it out. Also read Kitchen Confidential. Uh, and also, I mean, like, we used to watch a cook's tour all the time in the kitchen. Right. Because uh, I have a TV in yeah. the back there. So we used to just pop on Kitchen Confidential and some of that shit, man. Like, you, you find good ideas. Yeah. I think we should do some type of, like, Bourdain, like, food special or something. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's so many things that he enjoyed that I liked that he enjoyed. Right. Like, he was a big fan of In-N-Out. Just mm. a greasy fucking burger. Right, yeah, no, that makes sense. And, like, finally, someone who's eating like a cook. Right, he's definitely our type of cook. I mean, you see, you know, the Gordon Ramsay, this is a fancy, rich yeah, cousin stuffed no. with... Blah, blah, blah. It's like, dude, uh... <laughs> tell me, is this really what makes you happy to eat? And I would say, from the, some of the things I've seen of Marco, he's somewhere in between of that. Marco likes simple, good things. Mm-hmm. Uh... You know, he I've seen you know, he likes a good fucking McDonald's burger from time to time. Hey, that's fair. I've never known a cook who's gonna like pass up some greasy shit. like uh, after a Saturday. A sure. busy Saturday yeah. night, we've gotten some duty drinks. Yeah. And you're like it's just been 
rocking and rolling, but you've been killing it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's been going well, but it's been rocking. Right. After that, you ain't going to sleep. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to sleep, and you're definitely not cooking for yourself. No. You want you want something quick to give you some energy to do with the next thing. Yes. Which is going to be party yes. until the sun rises. <laughs> yep. Then you sleep all day Sunday, and you go back on Monday. I don't know if this is still a thing, but I miss the, uh, like, 12 packs of... Um, Tacos you get from Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. That's yes. definitely not a thing. There's no oh, way. There's no way. Taco Bell, I love you. I love Taco Bell. It's so terrible. The fact that you are just understanding that you are... Fourth meal. Fourth meal. Exactly. Like, hey, stoners and drunks eat our food? Yes. yes. Perfect. <laughs> that is the epitome of what I've said about what makes a restaurant successful. Yes. Right there. Know what you are and be the best at it. Yes. And, man... Aside from Mena's, back in Kalamazoo, Oof, aside from yes. that, places you can go right now that still exist, that's the best shit. It that hits is, so well. That is definitely probably my my most favorite restaurant guilty pleasure, my fast food guilty sure. pleasure, I think. I prefer a good, terrible Crunchwrap Supreme from Taco Bell. Absolutely. I miss the Mexican pizza. And They're the back in a, in, a, in a capacity version. Yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't tried it. I, I'll have to. Yeah, I I want a Mexican pizza <laughs> when I go to Taco Bell. That's I'm, all I want. I've accepted the Crunchwrap Supreme as the alternative. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> it's fair. I do not. It's fair. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. Anthony Bourdain was like a cook's cook. Yes. Uh, and I I think a lot of people related to that. Uh. He's a good example of someone who is flawed, mm-hmm. but you know can find their tribe. I guess. Yeah. Um, so, no, sorry, not to toot my own horn. Yeah. But when you say like find your find his tribe or whatever, um, watching some of his like his travel videos or whatever. Yeah. He definitely felt like me in a way where he could fit in in almost everywhere in some of those environments. I think I think that's true, and I think it's because he was open. Yes. To hearing other people, hearing points of view that are different than his, going outside of his comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's a trait in a lot of cooks. Um, misfits tend to find their way into the kitchen. I'll mm-hmm. put it that way. Um, we're good examples of that. Quite. If you're listening to this podcast and you're a cook, you're probably also a good example of that. Yep. Uh, in which case, welcome. You're amongst yes. friends. Uh, <laughs> this is a safe place for cooks. I think probably most of our listeners are a bit of a misfits. Yeah. All right. Everyone is to a, to a degree. Sure. Um, and that's kind of what I wanted to end this little mental health trilogy on, I guess, mm-hmm. is... The restaurants are filled with people who have a lot of problems. Yes. I am certainly one of those people. Me as well. Uh, but, man, it's nice to have that be your, 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 your place, to be your space. Yeah. Um, but that being said, it is a area that, anecdotally, I find is... Uh, lacking in sufficient mental health practices. Yes, absolutely. Uh, I don't have data in front of me to say which job has the most he- mental health issues. Right. Military, certainly. Sure. Firefighter, yes. cop, whatever. Right. Um, but All then, of those, to me, are in the service industry. Yeah. 
Uh, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure, on an extreme point, but sure. still. But yeah. When, when it comes to servicing other human beings, that's where things start to fall apart. Yeah, yeah, no kidding, because humans are complicated. Quite. And that is the point. Mm-hmm. Humans are complicated, so, you know, restaurant kitchens are populated with just misfits, just, you know, loners, drug addicts, sex addicts, you know, convicts, fucking, mm-hmm. you know, mentally ill people, literally, mm-hmm. legitimately mentally ill people, narcissists, right. uh, you know. People from very rough backgrounds. Yeah, I mean, and there's just no break for them. There's no relief. No. And that's why I think it hit me in a particular way when you saw how Bourdain's story ends. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, recently a friend of mine, her story ended in a very similar way. Right. Uh, For potentially very similar reasons. Mm -hmm. Who's to say why anyone does what they do or why things happen the way they do? Mm -hmm. Uh, But... You know, she was an industry person like ourselves, mm-hmm. uh, in customer service, I think, her entire life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you just, you become familiar with that type of thing. And it doesn't make it easier, and it doesn't make it better. It's unfortunate. It is unfortunate, and it it's particularly hard when you have things you're dealing with, and then now somebody is gone from you, yeah. or somebody's in a really, really bad situation. Or, you know, they've overdosed or they whatever, you know. Yeah. It's hard to watch somebody you love lose a battle you're fighting. Yes. Uh, and especially if you are going through the same battles. Yeah. It's hard to watch someone else's struggles that you care about while you're struggling. Yeah. I, you know, I've had my, my battles with alcohol. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, I guess I'll talk about that a little bit. Sure. Uh, so... Alcoholism runs in my family, uh, I, from both sides. Mm. I'm just fucked genetically, 100. percent Mine as well. Yeah. Right. Uh, so, I was always interested in alcohol. I started drinking young, not crazy, but you know, young enough. I had a sip of wine when I was young. Mm. Uh, you know, we were able to find alcohol pretty quick. Mm. And man, you know, it's fucking nice just having a way to get away from your problems. Quick. Without having to do any fucking work? Yeah, mm-hmm. why wouldn't that be addictive? Mm-hmm. Uh, we partied hard throughout our times together. That we did. Uh, I've definitely drank a lot and then driven mm-hmm. and ended up at a stoplight right next to a cop right. who I waved at and then drove away from and he never chased me. Right, we don't condone these things. But no. These are, these are things that are bad. Yeah, these are bad things. That's yes. part of this. Uh, you know, and so it, it, I ended up in a place in my life where I was, you know, me and the, the friend who passed away recently were close and we would drink a lot together. We mm-hmm. drank, we would smoke weed, we would smoke cigarettes, hang out, live, you know, kind creatures of, of the night. Yeah, we go. You know, that kind of thing. Uh, and I got to the point where I realized I was starting to call off work because I wanted to stay home and drink all day. Right. And that's when I realized that I had a problem. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I tried to stop. And realized that was going to be difficult. Uh, so I went to a rehabilitation center. And they basically were basically told me, hey, we're just going, you're going to be stuck here until we let you go. I'm like, well, how much is that going to cost? And they were like, well, it depends. Like, right. on what? What the fuck is this going to, I can't just be here and you charge me what the fuck ever. Right. And she was like, 
well, if you got, you know, surgery, would you ask how much that costs? I'm like, yes. Yes. <laughs> Give me the highest estimate then, I guess. What, is there a limit to this? And it's unfortunate that we come from a place where we're in a situation and we're, we're again, in a place that we have to ask those questions. Right. I mean, health insurance, what's that? Right. Uh, Shoot, even if you do have health insurance... Like that, it's still like, all right, am I, how much am I going to have to pay for this? Or how much are they going to cover? Right. I mean, here's the thing, man. Like, going through withdrawal right. in your apartment alone, that shit ain't fucking fun. No. And I was, here's how much I was drinking, just to clarify for everybody. If I had to work, I would go to, I wouldn't drink in the morning, but I would get shaky throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would usually do something where I could sneak a little alcohol into me, mm-hmm. grab a little wine or something like that. Uh, End of the night, I would have two bottles of wine and an entire bottle of, like, Evan Williams, hmm. Jack Daniels, whatever. Uh, actually, honest answer, it's Canadian Club, because it was seven ninety nine. Sure. Uh, so I would smoke a cigarette after work and have an entire bottle of wine. Right. I'd get home, I'd have another cigarette, I'd have another entire bottle of wine, and then I would finish that bottle of Canadian Club right. that night. Hmm. Every night. Hmm. And, like, sometimes I'm washing down shit with beer and shit, like... Yeah. And then my day's off, fucking whole handle of vodka is what I start the day with. Just a little OJ and vodka, man. Right, yeah. I would just be drunk all day. Mm-hmm. Which, well, yeah, it's nice because everything's entertaining and fun. Right, exactly. I'm not really worried about shit. But, man, like, I'm just eating like shit and just... So I realized I had a problem. So I, I, I will skip over all the boring stuff. I survived the process of going through detox by myself. Right. Uh... Minus the fact that I got in trouble at work a lot because I was noticeably shaky and sweaty mm-hmm. and nervous and, you know, symptoms of withdrawal because right. I can't just call the fuck off work. Right. Because that's just not an option for us. Exactly. Us kitchen folks here. Uh, even if it was, I can't afford it. Right. I can't just take time off. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, that's what, like, what happened with my friend recently. Uh, I took half of a day off of work extra mm-hmm. to feel ways about it. I'm right back there. Yeah. You know, the next day, I don't have the option. I can't no. just miss whole paychecks. Exactly. And even if I could, like, what what am I supposed to do? Right. I can't go see a therapist. How much does that cost? Right. A couple hundred bucks for a session? Yeah, it's, it's rough trying to get help when you need help. And people, people like try to wave away the cost like it shouldn't matter, but it does, and it adds to the stress. Here's the thing, man. Like, I know this is going to be a controversial statement. Sure. But a little bit of fucking dysfunction and political incorrectness in a kitchen is kind of fucking necessary. Yes. You just got to get it out somewhere. Yes. Like, if you're not... If you're broke and, you know, you just gone, you just lost a bunch of people... And, you know, you're working your ass off all the time. You have no social life. You have no significant other. You have no family that wants to be a part of you. Your friends fucking hate you. Whatever. Mm -hmm. That's not a great place to be. No. So leaving them alone with nothing? And, like, if they just can't ever feel like themselves, they can never, ever express themselves? Just freely and openly without guilt amongst common people who feel similar ways? Yes. That's dangerous. Yeah. And there are so many people from the culinary world that we should learn that from. Yeah. I mean, talk about a dream life after a certain point. You know, you, 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 
take away the, the, the you know the beginning chunk of Bourdain's life, mm-hmm. which I think he thought was still fun and in- interesting. Uh, but I mean, got your own TV show, you get to travel the world, see other cultures, eat their food for free, getting paid, being put up wherever, learning about all this shit, make tons of money, have a big house, right. have a daughter, all that shit. Successful. Right. I mean, you can't, you can't outrun those demons, man. No. You can't, you can't pay them off. You can't hide from them. You can't get away from that shit. You know, I still fight my battles all the time. Mm-hmm. You know, my my friend, when she passed away, uh, I thought real hard. I was like, man, uh, a drink might be nice right now. Right. Uh, and so, yeah, Bourdain, to me, will always be who he was. The things we have left behind from him are important to me. Mm-hmm. And it's tragic to me how his life went. Mm-hmm. And I think it could have been avoided. And I think it could be avoided for a lot more people. Yeah. And I'm not, me not smart, me not good at coming up with things, right? So I don't have the answers to this. Right. I'm putting it out into the world because somebody might. Yeah. You know? Somebody who is smarter than me, who has the same concerns. Uh, you know, May was... Uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. Oh, okay. So, certainly relevant to bring up around that time, I think. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. I think it's important that we bring some type of focus to something that may not be understood as, as well as it should be, and hopefully it, it will become at some point. So, when I was a boy, my father and I would go driving around in his truck after work, after working in the restaurant, I'm a boy, yep. like eight to ten. Yeah, we go for like a late night ride after work. The other one of us can just go to sleep. And a lot of times we would talk about you know work or whatever, but we would listen to a lot of stand up. I'm a big stand up fan, mm-hmm. uh, and we would not be listening to Christian stand up. <laughs> Well, yeah. in a way, you know, we listen to guys like Sam Kennison. I was going to say, there's some people. <laughs> Richard, Richard Pryor, you know, or any of those really ultra blue, you know, kind of like Eddie Murphy's Delirious and shit. Uh, and it was funny to me. Is it politically incorrect now? Absolutely. Right. And I struggle with it because, you know, you spend 23, 30 years being conditioned to like a certain thing and find it funny. Mm-hmm. It's kind of my sense of humor. Yes. It's a little bit blue and off-color and politically incorrect a lot of times. Uh, I don't tell half the jokes I think of because they're awful. Right. <laughs> uh, but that's a little hard to shake Yeah. for polite society. Yes. So if I have a way to get it out, like this podcast mm-hmm. or just general kitchen work. Right. Or like our walks that translate into this podcast. Right. I think every, you know, I think a lot of cooks out there, I mean, we did it everywhere I've worked. At the club, all of us just go out and be like, you know, talk about a service, talk about yeah. the next day. Talk about food we want to try that we think is good. Mm-hmm. You know, this podcast will always plug places that are good yeah. for free. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to sponsor us, that's cool. Sure, that's great. But that's fantastic. If something's good, I'm going to tell people about it. That's just all there is to it. Because we want more people to enjoy these things. Absolutely. We want more people to enjoy things, period. I don't want to see restaurants go away. No. Uh, I don't want to see the industry suffer. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to leave the industry. 
completely ever. It's something I like and care about and passionate about and have a desire to be a part of. Um, but that being said, it, it needs to change in a lot of different ways. Yeah. And to put it bluntly, telling the cooks, just behave yourself and be quiet, mm. eh, that's not the best. No, and always... We, we've both worked at at least one place together where it was like the all the answer always was well you need to work harder or longer yeah that can't always be the answer right uh as i've mentioned last time that that leads to frosty burnout right and nobody a, likes frosty burnout it's burnout period yeah like, i'm i'm experiencing that now myself right i mean there's no reason work needs to be work right today especially yeah like there's just no reason mm. um I believe you had some some people you wanted to uh, bring up during this discussion. I mean, there's been so we, we've talked about um, a few tragic losses that we've had. Yep. Um, and I I think I brought it up in our, our last podcast. The reason that I'm the head chef now is because the person that was supposed to be head chef lost his life because of a tragic incident. Um, the the reasons are unclear. It might have been a, because of an addiction. But one of the things that has happened, um, one, I never wanted this position. I, I do have a passion for the culinary world, but I had no true desire to become a head chef. Um, I did pick up the mantle, and I think I've done it fairly well, honestly. Things seem to be going well in my band. Right, thank you. Um but there, there have definitely been some times uh, when you when you said that work doesn't need to feel like work. I completely agree with that. I don't feel like you wake up and have to go to work. You shouldn't have to, you know, begrudgingly have to go to work every day. That shouldn't be a thing. No. Especially in this day and age. If people hate what they're going to, they're right. not going to keep going to it forever. Exactly. People change when the discomfort from staying the same is worse than the discomfort from changing yes so if you're making their environment really uncomfortable they yes. will change their environment and all it's going to take all they need is one friend who's a cook mm -hmm. that's it and they've got another job <laughs> yeah that's it's really that simple and that's that's kind of when i'm going through a transition right now yeah i mean hey this place is cool it's pretty chill <laughs> you know the boss he's real chill <laughs> this is all easy no big problems Nobody needs to ever worry about shit. I mean, he said that to you. Like, there's no reason to be stressed at work. Right, exactly. Like, I agree. I'm stressed all the time because I have mental issues probably mm -hmm. or something. Who knows? Right. I can't go to a doctor and get that figured out. Right. I, I really wish there, was, there wasn't that case. Yeah. And it feels like that to me. If you're not at, like, a high-end restaurant, you're not getting most benefits. Even, yeah, I mean, even high-end restaurants are insane I mean, they used to get away with so much abuse. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I we were both kind of raised with, you think this is tough <laughs> back yeah. in my day. I'm not trying right. to sound like that. No. I don't wish it upon anybody. No. But at a certain point, it is like, man, it is better now. Mm. God damn, it's so much better now. Shoot, one of the things that we were talking about, and I don't know if we brought up last time, but um, the fact that... At, at your job now, you have a mandatory break. Right. And I think we did bring that up. Yeah. You have an hour-long break that you're supposed to take on the clock. And your boss is like, I don't understand how places don't do that. You have a lawsuit waiting for you. Right. 
But places get away with it all the time. Right. Especially in this industry. Right. And I don't think that's right. I am particularly, unfortunately, used to it. Yeah, it's a result of being short-staffed. Yes. Across the board. Across the board. Uh, and, I mean, it could also be a result of just lack of preparation in general. Yeah. Prior planning prevents poor performance. With, with that being said, again, don't know if I brought this up, but... One of the things I miss about having you be my head chef mm -hmm. is the fact that you would take the initiative, come in early, do a bunch of prep so that we didn't have to do prep and service all day long. Right. Especially when it's just me and you on the staff yeah. in the back of the house. Yeah, no So sure. we're the line cooks, we're the prep cooks, and we're the dishwashers. Right. Well, part of that for me is I always want service to just be about service. Yes. I'm not in the mood because you never fucking know. Yeah. You never know. I don't like, do I want to stand back there? Am I going to stand back there for two hours straight? No, I'm going to do something yeah. in that period of time. We'll find something to do. But that being said, I'm cautious. If it's a blizzard and the streets are closed and for some stupid ass reason we're open, yeah, I can tear this kitchen apart. For within reason. Within reason, yeah. Uh, because you never know you never who's going to be like, I, we're already out, let's just go out. Right. Or it's a blizzard out, no one's probably out, everyone has the same idea, so we get busy for no reason. Right. And then, Stuff like that happens. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing, too, is I believe there's a certain level to which people should be asked to put in effort. Mm -hmm. I also believe there's a certain standard in place for what I want to serve to customers. Mm -hmm. So I will ask... A person to work what I consider to be reasonable. Mm -hmm. If they wish to give me more, they can. But even then, I'm going to cut you off at a certain point. Yeah. <clears throat> so I want to still meet my standards. So it's like, okay, how much shit do I got to do? So that way, I'm not asking them to go above and beyond every fucking day. Right. The problem with that is it burns me out a lot right. more, a lot faster. And I know you don't have any negative feelings or animosity towards me, but... Me being the way I am and us having the relationship that we have, when you were in that position where you're you're coming in early almost every day. Yeah. Typically on the beginning of the week to get stuff super prepped up, I, I began to feel like maybe I can contribute a little more to make our conjoined lives easier. Sure. But I, I know at a certain point, one, you kind of signed up for a little extra, you know, as the head chef. Sure. And two, me coming in, uh, me coming in early to what I don't actually really want to do would just burn me out sooner, right? And then put more stress on both of us, right? And it wouldn't help me out because it's clear you don't want to be there, right? Uh, and there were plenty of times you came in full of piss and vinegar, and just like, all right, right. let's fucking get let's, this shit let's done. Let's do this shit. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know what other jobs are like. Mm -hmm. I really don't. This has kind of been my whole life. Other than the one, the two jobs I know you've had out of the culinary world, have yeah. you had anything else? No. Like you had the book job and you had the store job. Yeah. And that's it? That's it. Huh. Uh, so, yeah, I, I don't know what it's like to work in an office. I don't know what it's like to fucking yeah, no be a either. publicist. I don't know, whatever. Like, I don't know how all other jobs are. But there's a lot of stress that owners put on kitchens. Yes. Uh, and you know what? I'm going to say it. Yeah. More so back of the house than the front of the house. Yeah. I'm going to put that out there. This is my opinion. This is how I feel. I think so, too. 
I have gone into work too many times where I clock in and I get straight to work. And I am just busting my ass the entire time. And I see the front of the house come in, clock in, do something for like 10, maybe 15 minutes, if that at the beginning, and then sit back and wait for service to start. Right. I do not have that option. No. And then there are times where service is going and it slows down and they're just waiting for more customers and I'm still busting my ass. Yep. I get a new, get a better job, blah, 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 blah. Right. No, no, that shouldn't be the answer for, because this is still a job that is there. Right. The, the, the job should be better. But yeah, the cons don't outweigh the goods enough for me to leave, first of all. Uh, and second of all, yeah, it should just fucking be better. Yeah. Like, it, it, unless you can give me a real reason why it can't be, then it can be. It can be better, and it should yes. be better. It should be better. Um, and I think that needs to be discussed openly amongst people. Yeah. I mean, look. This is not that taboo of a subject. No, nah, man, it really is not. You know, I don't like that you can't just discuss. So here's a morbid story. Sure. Uh, why not, right? So I was talking with my mother one day. Mm. We have wildly different ways of thinking about the world. Quite. Um, and I, I can't remember how we got to this point, but I was like, oh, yeah, all the time I think about just riding my bike into oncoming traffic. Sure. I don't do it. Right. It's not a, like a compulsion. It's mm-hmm. just I could do that. Mm-hmm. Oh, that'd be nice. <laughs> yeah. You think about it for five seconds, you move on with your day. <laughs> right. 12 o'clock, normal person. 3 o'clock, front patients. Exactly. That, that's actually... Oh, I can't remember what it's called, but there is a psychological thing in, in the human mind. Like, if you're standing at the edge of a cliff, yeah. you have the impulse to jump. Yeah, yeah. That is a thing that happens. Absolutely. Normally. Right. And that's why I'm, that's, I'm not afraid of heights. I'm afraid of getting close to the ledge because my <laughs> impulse is real strong. Right. Right. I mean, most cooks I know don't really want a lot. Mm-mm. They're not begging, like, they're not saying, oh, I want to fucking own... You know, a thousand restaurants and be a multi-billionaire and like they're just like mad like a house with a yard would be cool. Occasional vacation would be nice. Right? If I could make a little bit more money, mm-hmm. maybe do my own menu, that'd be kind of fun. If I'm having a shitty time after these past six months, let me call in with no repercussions. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it's real simple shit. Yeah. Just make you happy, you know? At a certain yeah. point, you go through enough shit in your life, it's whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm, Shoot, I'm my boss okay owes me a, a dozen eggs right now. Ha! Yeah, yeah, sounds about right. Uh, I'm still owing a lot of stuff from the burger place I worked at. Yeah. Uh, at very least, back pay. Yeah. Yeah, just getting paid for the work. Yeah. Bro, definitely... Getting compensated properly for the work. Does not happen as, as it should. Maybe you should advocate more for your... Right, sure. Okay. You're not wrong. I've got someone I work with now who was promised to get paid more at least six months ago. Yep. At least six months ago. And then, let's say, a month or two after that, we hired a new person. So the money's not available now. Yeah. So that person doesn't isn't owed that money they were supposed to get paid? Oh, maybe you're working for the wrong person. They don't. Maybe they don't have enough money at this time because of... The industry or whatever. Right. Like, it, we still, as basic human needs, we still deserve compensation. Yeah, I'm, uh, 
I don't have many issues discussing compensation because mm. I'm pretty direct about it. Right. It's pretty what hey, I feel like we need to discuss. Right. If I'm in charge, I feel like we need to discuss everyone's compensation or where they're currently at. And it's definitely something you're better at as a boss than I am. Thank you. Especially since I never wanted to be in the boss position, but yes. I, I, I imagine I'm a lot like uh, Tywin Lannister from Game of Thrones. Mm. It's very direct mm-hmm. and very in control of the conversation. Sure. I, I typically don't like to be out of control of a conversation or if I'm anything. in a negotiation or anything. <laughs> yes. I'm a bit of a dom. <laughs> Yeah. In all regards. Sure. Yeah. I torture you with raw meat and knives and fire. I, I mean, I'm... I'm getting a little chub thinking about it. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like nasty. I do enjoy some raw meat and fire and knives, not so much. This is a good example of why we're mentally ill. Just <laughs> uh, being honest. Right, I mean, I've gone on many a rant of why I think cannibalism is kind of okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I, I know this podcast episode started out Talking about Anthony Bourdain. Yes. And it may have felt like it meandered a touch in the process of unfolding the conversation we just had. Mm. Uh, that being said, Anthony Bourdain to me was someone I feel like I could have this type of conversation with. Absolutely. And he would be topping it. <laughs> right. I mean, you know, I, I can't even imagine the horrible things that he's yeah. seen or done or experienced. I'm sure he's got his unfortunate like horror stories in the industry, like we do. I mean, he literally said on his TV show, uh, you know, the reason he became a chef is because he wanted to steal as much free food as the chef stole. He wanted to fucking <laughs> drink as much free booze as they drank. He wanted to fuck as many waitresses as they fucked. Right. Those are the reasons. Yeah. You know, and yeah, I mean, straight up, I kind of fell for the glamour when I was young. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a certain kind of coolness to it. And that that is the glamour, though. I mean, you know, the guys who can, you know, Say the right thing, fucking bring the you know, the hot server back to their place or whatever, mm. fucking drink all day, fucking smoke, do drugs, mm. fucking show up, rock it out on the line, right. go back, do some dishes, a party in the whole time, playing rock and fucking rap and crazy music and mm. shit, just, you know, that guy can just hang hard with him and it's just a fun time, he's funny and chill. Yeah, you want to be that guy. Yes. A little bit, especially if your father's like a different version of that. Yeah. If he's like the older rock star, he's sure. just kind of like, you know, doing his farewell tour or whatever. It is It is definitely a rock star lifestyle. Definitely can be. And there are tons of merits to that. But the truth be told, a rock star lifestyle is toxic. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. And, and it's a, a lot of the fun that comes in that lifestyle is actually a veil. It's, yeah. it's what we use to be comfortable. I don't know. I'm pretty confident. <laughs> I said comfortable, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I was <laughs> yes. mocking the whole situation. I understand. My thinly veneered, narcissistic <laughs> personality. Uh, genius playboy billionaire. Pacifist. <laughs> All right, start. Uh, someone at work called me Loki the other day. I'm fine with that. I yeah, I was like that might be a little bit more. <laughs> it's it's fairly accurate. Yeah, I can't slip away in a crowd very well, especially when he is displaying emotions and doesn't want to admit it. I don't know what you're talking about. Exactly my point. I don't feel feelings. <laughs> feelings? What? What are those? Remember when you were young and you felt feelings? Ah, oh. <laughs> that is the quote, right? Feelings. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Okay. 
I feel this all the time, bro. <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm the Dennis of the group, absolutely. Yeah. Not proud of it. <laughs> Just a fact of life. Job from Arrested Development a lot, I get. I am our wild card. Not the most proud of that. Very true. <laughs> but, these, you know, this, this is why uh, I have a hard time fitting in places. This is why I have a hard time, you know, I need people like that to, to bounce off ideas with, you mm -hmm. know. Uh, and there are absolutely spaces for that. You just got to find the one. Uh, and hopefully, like I said before, hopefully we're creating that, uh, that space here. And I think most kitchens are a decent space for that. Yeah. To a point. Am, am I going to be the fucking... Am I going to be in a Michelin star restaurant? Nah. Probably not. No. Look at me. Gaze upon my visage. I am not cut out for that. With that being said, I wouldn't mind... Depending on where, where we make it in our lives... Yeah. If me and you can come together and get a star, I think that would be cool. If I win a Michelin star, I'm never shutting up about that shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know. I'm going to go back to the place that fired me... Right. And my, just mm, throw it on the table. Mm. What? <laughs> what? Makes me want to go back to the hospital and do the same thing. Right? Oh. To win a, a star. Yeah. One star. That'd be crazy. One star. That's the journey we might go on, and we'll see how this plays out. Right. Our futures as, as chefs here, you know, but, like, if you want to go on that journey, man, come on. Let's, let's do it together. I just want that one star reward. Just one time. One I'm, star I'm is happy. all it takes. I'll be so happy with so one Michelin star. Right. Are you kidding me? I mean, I, at that point, it's like, okay, I'm going for two. Let's get them. Let's get all of them if I can. Let's see what I need to do to get three. I would begrudgingly continue to help you with that. I'll be happy with one, and if it does, if it's a lot of effort to get to two and three, then nah. If we try and it doesn't pan out for like the second one, yeah. Sure. If we do get the second one, then yes, we have to go. For we gotta three. go for three. We have to go. If for I three. win three Michelin stars <laughs> in my life, or if I win like a James Beard award for some shit, mm. that'd be crazy. I would love it if this podcast won like a James Beard award for something. Mm -hmm. One episode, whatever that is. Submit it for your approval. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, that would be. Uh, that would be. That that would be Chef's Kiss. That would. I would just uh everywhere. I would rent out billboards across the street from the places I've worked. Just my face. Eh, what's up, guys? God, you're such a revenge whore. Three Michelin star chef Frosty. <laughs> yeah, you used to have me on stuff. Right? Mm, you remember that? I gotta say who you are. But there will be a billboard outside your place. <laughs> and also, why are you listening to this? Because we've made it that far. Ah, oh, man. Where I'm just nailed someone's feet to the ground and making them listen to this? No, no. We've made it that far that this has became a recommendation for any restaurant. I hope at a certain point he would recognize my voice and be like, oh, fuck this guy. <laughs> Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. What would be even nicer is if his boss was like, hey, this is how we make our place better. Listen to this podcast. Right. And then he recognizes his voice and still has to listen. Oh. And as soon as he's done listening, I rip off the mask. It's me. I'm your boss now. Tee-hee. <laughs> and that, actually, that would be a cherry. Right. That would be a cherry and some sprinkles. Exactly. And I make love to him. The best he's ever had. And he goes insane with the whole new world that he's found himself in. The whole new... Anyways. A whole new a world. Aha. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> um, but yeah. <laughs> Clearly we're not mentally sound people. Right. 
which, hey, that's cool, man. Right, what is normal? Why, why do only the mentally sound people get podcasts? I don't think that's true anymore. I am sure it's not. I don't I, think it I, you need been. a microphone and a computer and you have a podcast. <laughs> sure. What does that say about us? Uh, I think we've said more about ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, the whole point of all of this, season one perhaps, uh, or this episode at least, mm-hmm. is just to say, you know, we were inspired by other chefs. Mm-hmm. I think all chefs are to a degree. Yeah. You always flip through food magazines, cookbooks, whatever. Right. Or, you know, stories you can relate to. I gave someone a little inspiration the other night. Yeah. About one of my fumbles in the kitchen. Okay. How I accidentally made the uh, shrimp gumbo wrap I was telling you about. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. And he was like, wow, I didn't think about something like that. I was like, yeah. Like, my, my idea to have what I call the chef's lunch on the menu yeah. as, like, a specialty item. Absolutely. Whatever random stuff I decided to put together, you could have. Yep. Yeah, and I think that's a cool idea. Let's say I get hit by a car tomorrow, and this is the last episode of the podcast ever. What? Uh, I don't, that's not going to happen, probably. Probably. Uh, if it does, please upload this. And yeah, absolutely. All right. Do my best. Uh, yeah, no shit. Uh, let's say that happens. There's one thing I want to summarize everything we've done. Our collective body of work so far with. Yeah. It's the lesson I learned when I was in improv. People go to see a play. They don't go to see a work. Yes. People will show up for a good experience. Mm-hmm. And they will be upset about a bad one. Yeah. Especially if they're making so little money that they can't escape it. Yes. That's just a breeding ground for really bad things to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, absolutely play with your food. Absolutely play with your food. The best things come out of playing with your food. <laughs> yes, please play with your food. I've come up with my best recipes just playing around. Yeah, I would say I haven't come up with any like solid recipes, but I've come up with some bomb-ass food just messing around. Right. And my my mother is the person that can, can uh, attest to this. She hates, she hates watching, at the very least, my creations. But she is definitely one of the first people to grab a bite, complain about it, and then say this is delicious, and grab another bite. Because it's just stuff I kind of throw together. I've seen your mom do that a whole bunch. Uh, yeah, no. We've talked about it a whole bunch, but playing with playing with ingredients, playing with mm-hmm. limitations, playing with concepts. I mean... We've come up with a restaurant concept on this podcast. It's true. It's true. And I intend to keep playing with it. And mm-hmm. the goal will eventually be to always just keep playing with new ideas and right. helping other people explore their ideas. Uh, so that being said, if you're interested in learning more about that and hearing about things and discussing restaurant ideas and stuff, follow us on Instagram. Check us out on YouTube, Less Tasted. Mm-hmm. Uh, new and exciting things are a coming in Season 2. There's actually a new Instagram available called Quanzi Magic, all one word, Q-U-A-N-Z-I-E-M-A-G-I-C-K. Yes, magic was the part I was struggling with. G-I-C, okay. Okay. (laughs) I made a joke, (laughs) but it just happened to be funnier by your continued speaking. Because I I went with a C-K at one point for Quanzi Magic, and yeah, that didn't didn't quite fit. (laughs) You think? I mean, I, I've gone like like my cat's name is Kira, right? I spell that K U R A. It is derived from 
the second level magic spell in most Final Fantasies, Cura, with spelled with a C. I recently, I guess not very recently, but one of my favorite games came out with a new character called Kira, spelled with Q-U-I-R-A, huh. and I was upset. <laughs> I was like mixing your name and your cat's name together. Yes, yes. And I was like, why didn't I think of that? So, yeah. I mean, me and names, you know, don't work out well. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Um, condominiums. Condominiums. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we have some new content coming into the world. We're going to be trying some weird things. Very much inspired by my man, Anthony Bourdain. Uh, I'd like to do him proud. I'd like to make something I think he would enjoy watching. That's the whole point. Is This podcast, our YouTube channel, is content for the cooks. Hashtag content for cooks. That one's pretty good. I'm real proud of that, actually. That's not bad at all. Considering I just made it up on the spot right this second. Content for cooks. And yeah, that's the uh, the point. Point. The goal. Mm-hmm. The objective. Truly, actually, kind of the moral of our season story is a true aspect of what it's like for cooks, at least from our perspective. We've all seen... Those YouTube cooks out there. Sure. I don't want to be that. No. <laughs> That's not what it's like. Mm-mm. I don't have a blocked off camera where my head's cut off and I'm doing... Like, I love you, Babbage. I really do. Right. Your shit's just so polished and pretty. Mm-hmm. I love it for what it is. It's not what I want to do. No. But that being said, we can collab. <laughs> Definitely down. Definitely down. But I want to just, you know... If you, here's a plug for somebody. Cooking with the Blues. The guy, he, he's passed away now. Mm-hmm. Just... A guy hanging out his kitchen, hmm. making random shit. Yeah. Just, like, over the shoulders, real bare bones, no professional shit about it. What is what is the one, um, the one, oh, come on, like, bodybuilder that you used to watch? Ronnie Coleman? No, not Ronnie. Okay. The white dude. Oof. You know what I'm talking about. The water dude, he, uh, is usually, he's like, oh, it's real easy, just, uh, add... Water to your oatmeal. And... Oh, Scooby. Scooby, yeah. yeah, Scooby. yeah, yeah. Gotcha. I like Scooby. I think he's got yeah. a, a, a similar production value. Yeah, very mm-hmm. bare bones, but he mm-hmm. gets the point across. Right, exactly. Which hopefully, uh, throughout our last 23 episodes, we've gotten the point across. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and what you can expect moving into season two. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, what more fun is to come on the, uh, the old Kitchen Open Late podcast? We're going to come with the fun as much as possible. Yeah. We're going to cover you in fun. All over the face of this industry. Or wherever you want it. <laughs> wherever you want your your fun shot. You let us know and we'll shoot some fun right there and load you up. We are more than willing to present this our, our beautiful sauce that we would call our love nectar to you. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of fun, we like to play a little game here if you're new to the podcast. Uh, called Would You Rather. If you are new to the podcast on this episode, sorry to start out kind of heavy. Our last three have been a little heavy. If you're just reaching the tail end, go back and see some of the actual fun. Absolutely. We've been having a lot of fun. Granted, we did have some great laughs around this time. We, we did. Mm-hmm. We always try to make it fun. That's, you know, that epitomizes the restaurant life 100%. Quite. You go really high highs to really low lows. You're manic. 
<laughs> yep. <laughs> Throughout a shift, multiples of things. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, because you're crazy. Because everyone's crazy. If you're working there and you're having fun, you're crazy. And we love you. So like, comment, subscribe, download, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Hang out with us more. If you're a crazy motherfucker who likes us, yeah, bro, we're down to hang, man. Please spread the crazy. Spread the crazy. Let us know what you want to hear about. Let us know what you're interested in. Let, you know what, let us know what you're curious about. And submit some fucked up would you rathers. Mm. Let's see what we have this week. What do we have on the doctor today, Sir Frosty? Alright. Would you rather take a bite of a live fish that you just caught out of the lake or stream or whatever. Ma. Or take a bite out of a live non-venomous snake that you just caught out of the nature. In my experiences, yep. I have definitely caught fish. Never caught a snake. Haven't actually gone whatever. You've never caught a snake with me? No. Wow. We have not. We have huh. not. We've definitely seen some and debated about it and so on and so forth. We've done it with like uh, frogs. We've done that with turtles as well. I almost always catch things I see. Right. Um, but, um, yeah, I haven't gone what I would consider proper hunting either, which is um, unfortunate on my part and something I plan on fixing eventually. Sure. Uh, we'll do that, an episode about that on Let's Taste It. Yeah. With that all being said, um, I would say I would go for the snake. Yeah. Because I do not enjoy the scales of a fish. Okay, that's fair. Uh, I'm also going with snake. Yeah? Yeah, because I've bitten into a live fish. <laughs> Have you not bitten into a live, not a live snake, but a, no. a snake at all? No? Because uh, all the ones we would catch back home in Michigan were all pretty small. Mm-hmm. You know, they were just little guys, and like, I'm not just going to eat this whole snake. <laughs> you don't have to eat, okay, I mean, that small? I like, mean, palm size? Some of them, yeah, but like... I'm not going to take a bite of a snake and then let it go living. Wait, you plan on doing that to the fish? No, I'm going to kill the fish and eat it. I thought both of them would have to be alive at both of the time. When I bite into the fish, I will ideally kill it with my mouth. Yes. By severing its spinal cord. Will that not happen to the snake? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I haven't come across a snake yet that has gotcha. been big enough to justify... Killing and eating it. I understand. It's just been a little guy, and I'm not starving, so I'm not going to just bite its head off and then swallow it. (laughs) I mean, like some (laughs) some type of crazy person? Right, exactly. (laughs) I'm not insane. But I've definitely seen, I want to say both of those eggs. And I, I feel like you've told me that it's definitely a thing you can do to a fish. Yeah, I mean, you can bite into anything living and be fine eating it. Assuming you can eat it, yes. Okay. Uh, I mean, would you, is biting into a bull's fucking nut going to like end well for you? No. Cooked or uncooked? I don't think so. It's a living bull. But at the, you know, while it's still a living bull, sure, I understand what you're saying. Sure. Yes. Um, yeah, no, I don't want to bite into a fish. Like, Yeah, I get it. No. Sure. Especially, mm, mm, if, if, it, if I bit into a fish, it would have to be like, like a big-ass salmon or something like that? Yeah. Like, it has to have some meat to it. Because the fish I'm used to catching are, like, bluegill. Yep. And their entire belly is just nasty guts and stuff you yeah. want to clean out anyway. There's not a lot of meat on a bluegill. No. Uh, no. Here's the problem. The bigger and better the fish gets, the harder it's going to be for you to hold on to and bite out of. Yes. 
And that's one of the other reasons I don't want to do a fish. Because <laughs> one one of the, the lessons, one of the painful lessons you will learn the first time around you go fishing is when you bring in a fish, they are still on the defensive. They are still trying to fuck you up to live. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not saying snakes don't, but a fish's body is right. trying to defend itself. You can pin a, a snake down <laughs> yeah. and grab it by the neck and you're fine. Right. The most venomous snake on the planet, right. you can do that. Right, a rattlesnake has a rattle that they use to shake, not attack with. Right, exactly. Now, now the back of a fucking fish, those fins... Ugh. Also, imagine a snake airborne that you're trying to bring closer to you. Yeah. It's probably going to be writhing around and... Flopping about. Yeah. Man, even when you get into, like, the boat or whatever else. Yeah, no shit. They can flop rough and make it back into the water. I've so seen like, it. A fucking... <laughs> a 20-pound fish mm -hmm. flopping around trying to get away from you mm -hmm. that's wet mm -hmm. is hard yeah. to deal with. Yeah, and just spines everywhere. Right. <laughs> spines everywhere. A fucking 50-pound fish? No <laughs> way, man. Like, you're not hanging on to that thing easily. Oh, man. A 50-pound fish. Man. I, I... Holding a 20-pound dumbbell alone for, like, five minutes, just yeah, holding it, just holding it, would be a challenge. Uh -huh. If your muscles are always activated. Now, imagine that thing is thrashing around. <laughs> just made out of pure solid. Yeah, solid no. attack damage. Fish are really hard to deal with. Quite. And I, I don't think they'd taste... I mean, I don't know what a snake tastes like. I've heard it tastes it like chicken. Like clean snake. Mm -hmm. We can deal with that. I mean, I, if someone said right now, would you rather have a piece of fish or a piece of snake? I'd rather have a piece of snake. Yeah, absolutely. Like, without question. Purely because I know what fish tastes like. Right, exactly. If I knew snake tastes similar, I guess it would be fish because there's more surface area, but that doesn't mean more meat. Right. Okay, spontaneous, would you rather? You've never had snake. No. Would you rather have the best possible snake dish ever mm -hmm. given to you for your first time? Mm -hmm. Or would you rather have, like, just bland, relatively generic? Here's basically what snake by itself tastes like for the first time. That one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I would rather know what it tastes. So there was this back back in my youth. Well, one. What, what is your answer before I go into my long explanation? Same. Same. I want to know what the normal. bear snake tastes like. So yes, back in my youth. And I guess still kind of now, I've always been known for putting my sauces onto everything. Yep. I love sauce. I love mixing sauces. I love experimenting with sauces. That's sauce. so true. Um, and there, there was a time where I was just getting into the culinary world and starting to mess around in the kitchen at home and stuff, where I realized that my immediate application of sauce onto a home-cooked meal presented to me was an insult to the chef. Ah, uh, sure. So I I would prefer to taste it baseline and accumulate an honest opinion of what it normally tastes like before getting anything, you know, fancy or done up or whatever. Right. You know what's crazy to me? Hmm. And this might not seem crazy to a lot of people, but when you mix things together, they taste so wildly different than if you add them one at a time. Yes. Here's what I mean. When I get a salad, and a plate like a big cob salad, if I get to choose the dressing, mm. I want a side of French and I want a side of blue cheese, mm. and I can put them on separately, and they taste a very specific way. Yes. So one day I was like, I'll just mix them together and I'll toss the salad that way. Mm -hmm. Fucking gross. <laughs> yeah. Real bad. It's different. It's completely Real different. Real bad. It's completely different. And that's 
one thing I'd like to convey to any person who's mm-hmm. not familiar with a restaurant, mm-hmm. the way you do things matters. Yeah, <laughs> like the order you do them or how you do them. I mean, chopping an onion for chili versus for a salad versus for... Sandwich. Whatever, yeah. man. Like, whatever you're going to use it for. Yeah. And also, the type of soup matters that you're going to chop. Mm-hmm. I mean, all that shit. Type of onion, the type of way you're going to chop it, like... There are so many more details, so many more fine-tuning stuff that that's the reason we said play with your food. Man, there's a reason we do shit in a very specific way. Mm. I appreciate the kind words about my time as a head chef places. Right. Uh, Being fired as one makes you question some things. Right, I understand that. Uh, So, yeah, I appreciate that, Um, and it's nice to know that some of the things I've put in place are still working. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's nice to know that eventually people see why you did it in this particular way. Right. Or why this was so annoying. Or mm-hmm. why this is you fought this to be on the menu in the first place. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of nice to have that validation. Right. And that's why I understand when you advocate for asking your boss why they want something done a certain type of way. Yeah. Because it, it, it really is important. It really does matter. Yeah. Like, mix this together means wildly different things sometimes. Right. Depend, like especially when it depends on what kind of tool you're using. Like mixing something up with a whisk or a fork right. or a blender, like or the even, stick thing. Or even storing shit, right? Like mm-hmm. if you have something that's really acidic, mm-hmm. you don't want to necessarily keep that in a metal pan because the acidity eats away at the metal and it affects the flavor. Right, right. So if I'm asking you for more plastic pans, that's mm-hmm. maybe why. Yeah, yeah. Like if anyone's drank enough beer, there's a difference between an aluminum can and a glass bottle. I mean, a soda is almost the same better. way. Yeah, I guess that's fair, too. Glass is always better. Mm-hmm. Even if I have the choice of doing it out of a glass cup or a plastic cup, mm. God, glass. Yeah, and there's a difference between the plastic bottle and the aluminum bottle. Absolutely. All of that shit's different. All of it matters. Ceramic? Yeah. You know, that's... <laughs> there, that's... I'm going to bring up Food Wars. I haven't done that in a while. That's why there's this one scene where they're at, like, like a culinary high school boot camp thing. And one of the kids gets immediately picked out of the crowd of 100 people and is like, you are expelled because you're wearing a citrus-scented cologne. Mm-hmm. You should be wearing non-scented stuff because scent affects the flavor. And if you're a chef, you're not taking that into account since you're wearing it type thing. Sure. Like, yes, it might have been brutal, but that type of stuff matter. Right. That type of stuff does matter. Sure. That's why I want to go to a place that doesn't care about the appearance of what they're presenting to you as much as they do the flavor. I agree, 100%. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, if I'm eating it, yes, I want it to taste good. Right. I understand. People eat with your eyes. People, Yes, I get that. Eat with your, your sense of smell as right. well. But ultimately, when you're eating something, yep. you want it to taste good. I was... A, a guy came in the other day. He worked at a fancy restaurant or something like that. He wants to be an accountant. I don't care. Don't sure, sure. Uh, he wanted to come in and he wanted to make something. Mm-hmm. So it was like a carrot puree with... Like, deep-fried pork belly, uh, and, like, some other, like, a spicy a cilantro sauce on top mm-hmm. with a fresh radish and some fresh cilantro or mm-hmm. something along those lines. It was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was, he had fucking tweezers, all that shit. And yeah. I'm just like, eh. It sounds like it. It does sound like it. You know, man, like. Sure. That's... I mean, whatever. If that's your thing, that's cool, man. Like, does it look pretty? Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Like, it really does. I understand what you mean, like, the tweezer placements. Yeah, it's just like, that. God, man, like, you're I mean, you do what you do. 
<laughs> you know, you know what I like in that tune, and this is going to be a really con controversial topic for me, I guess. Yep. This is the reason I don't like to go and get my hair cut from black guys. Okay. I have had a good time with typically white women. Huh. And one of the reasons is because I've gone to several barber shops and gotten my hair done, and they start doing my line, and I just want it nicer. Yeah. And I'm fine with that. I've been to places where my hair should take 10 to 15 minutes because it's already low, and it takes almost an hour because they take out the sh like the straight razor, and they take out the ruler, and all this other stuff. Right. I, yeah. I understand it's part of the craft. They're trying to make it look nice. Right. It's not necessary all the time. Sure. It's not, <laughs> if, if you don't want that, then yeah, right. it's not necessary at no. all. Um, Sorry, that was just a rant. I need it to go on. No, it's okay. It's I uh, <laughs> needed that for public break. Again, this is all about kind of getting it off of your chest. Yes. Uh, so anyway, mm -hmm. Tweezer Boy, right? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, he's asking me some things. I'm like, look, man, I'm not going to ever critique your food. Mm -hmm. Just because I don't... If, if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, it's bad. Sure. It's, it's really all there is to it. If I think it might need a pinch of this or something, if you ask for that feedback, I'll give it to you. But I don't care sure uh with that being said can i ask you a question yeah with your culinary background and the things that you've seen especially like watching like marco and sure uh, ramsey and such you could give some decent feedback some actual you know critiquing feedback i always say i don't give advice that is unasked for mm -hmm. so i always tell people if you'd like to hear my opinion, I'll happily share it with you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you the truth. Rare. And I'm not going to sugarcoat sugar it at right. all for you. No. Uh, so if you'd like my feedback, mm -hmm. I will give you feedback. I always say that in relationships. You know? yeah. I'm just like, do you want me to talk? Mm -hmm. Or do you want me to listen? Yeah, we have those kinds. And that's not like fucking degrading. It's just like, do you need, what do you need? Right. What do you need out of this? Do you I need just, someone to listen? I just need to talk at somebody. Right. It's different between I need to talk to somebody. Or like, do, I, do you really want a back and forth? Mm -hmm. You know, some people come to me for that because I'm very direct. We recently did that with uh, the passing of my cousin. Yeah, absolutely. Now I think about it. No, I guess we did do, you did soundboard off of me recently too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad yeah. I could give that to you. That's what the cooks are for. Right. So, Tweezer Boy was upset that his pork belly didn't come out as crisp as he wanted, wanted yeah. it to be. Uh -huh. uh, I was like, well, you think about, like, you got a lot of cilantro left over. Have you ever thought about, like, just frying some of the cilantro in the fryer? Mm. Just crisping that up to add a little extra crisp, crisp without plate. adding a whole other ingredient to it? Right. And he was like, that defeats the purpose entirely. You would never scorch an herb like this, especially when that's the fresh element of your dish. <laughs> And it's like, all right, kid from the menu, sure. let's chill yeah. out, man. Like, <laughs> oh, such a good movie. I'm like, first of all, if you want, if you you clearly have a lot of money, you're buying slabs of pork belly and fucking right. fresh shit to make all this shit with, mm -hmm. and you're dressed pretty well. All right, you give me your budget and your time period, mm -hmm. and we can go toe to toe if that's what you're getting at here, mm -hmm. man. And I was so I just like I was just like, hey, real quick, how old are you? He was like, I'm 22. I'm like, all right, cool, just making sure. I've been doing this almost as long as you've been alive. Right. I don't know a lot about things, man, you know. And I just walked away. Hey, that's that's fair. If You know, I would respect him more if he would have gone to you and like, my bad. Yeah. I would like to actually hear your opinion. Here, you have more experience. Here's that. the thing. I don't disagree with anything he's saying. Sure. It's just like, can you give me five seconds of like, oh, I, 
I should wouldn't think of that. Right. Humor Why, me. Right. Yeah. For, I mean, humor the idea. Or sh- do I know something you don't know, motherfucker? Mm-hmm. Like, at least have a discussion about it. Right. We'll, we'll go to the two in two areas. Mm-hmm. Better dish overall, and who can reproduce it the most, the fastest, the most consistently. Mm-hmm. Four tables with a team. And that is the issue of the sprucing, the, the tweezers. Right. Like, nah, man. Like, here's, you know what I find pretty? Fucking nature. Hmm. The way shit just is. Yeah, just throw a rabbit on a plate. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason roast pigs are, are thing. presented the way they are. Yeah, that's right. I mean, think about, like, okay, <laughs> just a big, like, like a tulip-looking mushroom, right? Mm-hmm. It's a nice big seared grill lines on it mushroom on a white plate with just a little fucking dark, thick balsamic drizzle to offset the color of the white plate. And then, you know, I'm trying, I don't know, something else that goes with mushrooms, I can't think of anything right off the top of my head right this second. But, uh, I mean, shit, you could do fucking mushroom ravioli right around, in a ring around that. What, what, That's just really simple. Right. And it still, it still has a presentation to it. And what I'm, what's coming to mind for me is the plate setups in the actual picture menu for the club. Yeah, 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 yeah. They they definitely were fancy without being unnecessary. Right. Like it, for it's not for a game show. It's still for people. This kid, who I I don't really have any problem with. I'm neutral to everybody, and you do a thing, and that tilts me in a direction. Sure. The more it tilts, the farther down I get. The harder it is to change my opinion. Right, and that's why I'm a little more neutral. Good. Yeah, and this guy tilted me toward, I'm okay with you, mm-hmm. then he was a dick, so he tilted me back toward pretty much neutral, so I just don't care. You're just a face. I don't... Nothing. Fair. Uh, he is order, and I am chaos. Sure. There's yeah. a beauty in chaos. Mm-hmm. The more, The harder you try to make the fucking plate look pretty... You have to be real specific. It's mm-hmm. like, nope, just let the magic happen. You know, the way... Trying to make leaves fall in a way that looks pretty is much harder than just letting them fall oh, naturally. Okay. Yeah, that's true. That, I will I will add devil's advocate. Sure. And say that there are there is beauty in, in order and symmetry. And... Yeah, I mean, the, the ideal face structure is symmetrical. Mm-hmm. That's certainly true. Mm-hmm. Uh... I was gonna say I don't want to eat a human face, but <laughs> right. this is the cannibal podcast a little bit. <laughs> I, will, uh, I will make it so. Yeah, eventually we'll get there. <laughs> Cooks known for their podcast Kitchen Open Late arrested on charges of <laughs> eating human no, flesh. No, no, no. We'll, we'll make it sanctioned. Yeah, somehow we'll go anywhere. Yeah. We'll do anything. <laughs> Almost within the law. Ninety-nine percent. I can't fight the law because the law wins. <laughs> Uh, one last would you rather mm. to end this season on. Quick. Would you rather wake up tomorrow and you just have control of my body for the rest of natural life? Okay. You have all your memories, but you know what you know about me and mm. you wake up in my apartment. Mm. Or would you rather travel back to 10 very specific moments in my life? And relive them through my eyes. And you can pick those ten moments. Mm. Probably the ten moments. Okay. There are some I'm going interesting... to add the caveat in that you can't just wait for my entire life to pass. And then go back and relive the ten moments where you get to pick an entire life of them. No, I'm thinking from this moment. It's this moment backwards. Yeah. And yeah. the other option is this moment forward. Yeah. I get that. Um, I'm thinking that... 
I'm going to, <laughs> anyways, experience your life along with you. From this moment on. Yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, think about it. We're going to season two of our podcast. Come on. Right. I, I mean, clearly I'm in it for the long haul. There's so many adventures that are coming, mm-hmm. just coming all over. And and the other one, there are moments in your life I was not present for. There are probably a few moments in your life that I was present for, but I didn't know exactly how you were feeling at the time. I wouldn't mind experiencing that. Right. Curious. Yeah. Very curious. Sure. Very curious about a few select moments. I've been to a lot of parties I think you would find uh, pretty fun to experience. Surprisingly enough, those are the fewer on the list. They are much lower on the list. Interesting. Yeah. There there are certain life development things that have happened amongst your life. <laughs> sure. That I've only heard stories of, and I want to be there for. Sure. I, I can just observe, you know, at a third-person view. Right. Very Fly on the wall sort of thing. Yeah. Just because I'm curious about how the moment like really went down from an outside perspective. I'll even give you sandbox mode where you can rewind and pause sure. and move around the scene. Sure, sure. Uh, what is your answer for me? I mean, I'm, pick, I'm picking the 10. Yeah? Yeah. Huh. I want my body back eventually. <laughs> sure, sure. I, I assumed we could kind of, I don't know, hop out or... I, I guess a 10-year cat maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I'd rather live with myself. Afterwards, forever. So you don't care about what you're experiencing with me. I understand. Yeah, I just gave you this whole deep thing about how much I care about your life, and you just want to make sure you can go back to you later. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Undeniably, one hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, fair enough. I don't fair love enough. me, but sure. I can tolerate me. Can you not tolerate me? I can't. I can tolerate you, of course, because I can. Be alone with me right. and fight that down a little bit. Right. If I'm always tolerating something, that's why I'm mm-hmm. bad in relationships. Mm-hmm. And I feel bad because it's like, you know, one extra good night text. Like, ah, you're smothering me. <laughs> no, I understand what you mean. I, I completely get that. Or you skip one good night text one night. Are you mm-hmm. cheating on me? Right. What's happening? Do you hate me? How come we haven't been talking lately? I'm like, I don't. Why don't you talk to me during? I like the back of your head. What? I mean, all right. I'm, I'm a back guy. I like, you know, shoulder blades. And shit. Why are you behind me all the time? Then? <laughs> yeah, I, I would definitely. There's a couple moments in your life that I would be interested to experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of them would be selfish. I'd go back and see what I was doing in those moments That's with fair. you, yeah. just to see what that looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what I said. There's moments that I've been with you that I would like to experience from your perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, there's not I'm thinking selfishly I'd like to see how I act a lot of different times I'll give you that option as well well I mean I'll give you the option that at any point in the 10 year mark you can pause take over control but you no longer get sandbox mode you have to live out that moment Hmm. dealing with the consequences Hmm. of your own actions for however long the moment ended really you know when the event itself stopped yeah. No, I I still stick with what I said. It's I enjoy playing devil's advocate. Yeah. Not even so much enjoy it. It's just kind of a part of who I am because I grew up as such an odd person. Yeah, mental illness, right? We've right. talked about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So taking maybe I said toes. <laughs> hey, not wrong with some toes. Cute toes. There's... If you just worked your shift. Maybe I showered. <laughs> we can fuck in the shower and then I'll suck your toes. It's fine. Order of operations. 
It's, which is very important, again, like right. we said earlier. Like we said earlier. Uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Martha, I don't know, <laughs> random server. Yep, Martha. If you haven't noticed the SOP on the wall, there's the order of things for this close in particular. Mm -hmm. uh, and you neglected, you orphaned the balls a little bit, so we have to do the whole thing again. Gotta start over. Manager jargon. Manager jargon. Um... Yep, whatever I was saying. Devil's advocate. Yeah. I enjoy multiple perspectives of things. Yeah, absolutely. I guess my question would be, what would you do with my body? Nothing really. I just want to observe. Right. I have no... I would change your whole life. I know you would. I know you hate so many things. I don't hate so many things. <laughs> I would just improve upon them as quickly as possible. It's not the direction I want to go. I know that. <laughs> That's why I would do it for you in your body like a parasite. All yes. I ask is that you maintain my body to some extent. Sure. Um, to some extent, yes. You need to follow extent. my diet. Absolutely not. As Absolutely close as possible. Not. I, sure. We I can't buy a whole new wardrobe. <laughs> we'll, we'll eat chicken every day. Different kinds of chicken, different types and flavors, sure. Oh, this chicken is why we never want a Freaky day. Friday, you ever. God damn it. <laughs> Fuck that bland bullshit. I would bro. walk over here in your body and kick the door down. <laughs> Gaze upon my beautiful this exterior. Is... Oh, take no. it in for a moment. Follow my own penis for a second with other hands. See if I can feel that at all. That. Don't make me do that. Wake you up and be like, we're fucking getting up and doing shit. Boy, stop playing Siamese twins. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Ah. <laughs> uh, we should end on that. Yep, this is the fucked up humor you can expect. Mm. Honestly, if you mm. don't like it, it's just going to keep being that. I am surprised you made it the whole season. Seriously. <laughs> if you only made it one episode, good for you. Good for you. You're you a trooper. Thing, for I real. It, bro. If you think this Gave is, us a chance. Yeah, for real. If you think this is the most, like, whatever, share the love. Mm. Let's all, all the cooks, man, let's all share these stories, man. Mm -hmm. But we look forward to seeing you on season two. But right now, this has been Kitchen Open Late, but the kitchen is now closed, so get the fuck out. Peace!